We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. One. And we are doing this. Yes, I always want to yell that because of how great that intro is that we got. What is this, you may ask? This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? It is the podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Stephen. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. Joshua, what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. Now, who is who are your two favorite teams in college athletics, Stephen? Georgia Tech and whoever the hell is playing Georgia. Absolutely. And we are recording this on the night of the Georgia-Georgia Tech basketball game. So tonight we are that team. So to hell with Georgia. Uh, Sorry, we won't do an analysis. It'll be a week late, but we'll do an analysis of the game. We are going to talk about basketball, among with many other things. So... What we do on this show, we split into two halves. First half, we cover as many news items as we can get to and we think you want to hear about. We want to be your source to get updated on as many things Georgia Tech athletics as possible. Second part of the show, we do a little more of a deep dive. Joshua, give us a taste because you are going to be leading us in the deep dive tonight. And oh, what a deep dive it is. Well, um, early signing period is upon us as well as the opening officially of the transfer portal. So we're going to be doing kind of a dive into what uh, Brent Key could be doing as the head of Georgia Tech football now. Uh, some guys maybe he's looking out for, uh, different you know nuggets of information on the recruiting and transfer portal trail, various different items. Basically, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of names at you. It's kind of my goal tonight. Fantastic. Uh, before we do that, like I said, we do the first part of the show to cover the news. That way, if you want to get on with your life, if you're just here for the news, you can get moving. As tech fans and tech alum, we run the world. So sports is important, but it's not everything. Uh, so if you want to hang out for that, trust me, Joshua has doing been doing some deep digging. It is the first day or two of the stuff. We're going to give some way too early takes. Uh, and uh, we're going to sit and listen to the transfer portal chat with Joshua. Before we do that, we got a lot of news to get to. Let's start off with women's volleyball. Uh, we have enjoyed following the women's volleyball team. They have had a, a very good season. Unfortunately, that season has come to an end. They made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament and lost. Um, overall record of 21-8. and eight. Uh, they opened the tournament by beating Wright State in the first round, three straight sets, so they won 3 nothing. Uh, unfortunately, on uh, Friday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they lost to Marquette, who was the number four seed. Uh, they lost in uh, three straight sets, so unfortunate that they lost. I did get a chance to watch that game a little bit on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, we had some good stretches. We could just never quite get it going. Uh, I would like to give a huge shout out to the Lady Jackets. You guys afforded yourself very well. You did great this year. Of course, we would have loved to see you go farther in the tournament, but you made the tournament and you were one of the top ACC teams. Uh, we are going to be losing some seniors off this team. So next year comes around, we'll be uh, maybe we'll do a deep dive into the team as they rebuild. But uh, hats off to the Lady Jackets for a great season. Absolutely. 
Uh, it's good to see the Georgia Tech team actually like making tournaments and stuff and making noise in it. Um, but anyway, um, Georgia Tech football did have some staff turnover um, earlier around this week. Uh, well, basically right before we released this, the last week's podcast, so we didn't get a chance to cover it. But um, after Brent Key was hired as the head coach, he may, made some staff changes, uh, potentially more on the way. Maybe not. We don't know. Um, but we do know that offensive coordinator and tight ends coach Chip Long and wide receivers coach Dell Alexander were both let go, as well as strength and conditioning coach Ruiz, Louis Corrala. So moving around some people on the offensive side of the ball, we have to assume that a new running back coach is on the way as well, considering – uh, the running back coach last season was Mike Daniels, who left in the middle of the year, and then they promoted Donald Hill Ely to the interim title, um, unless they make him the permanent running back coach. You know, obviously a lot of things still up in the air. Brent Key's still kind of trying to get comfortable as the head, the official head football coach. Um, but Tech did um, fill one of those positions already. They hired A.J. Artis, who was the director of football strength and conditioning over at the University of South Florida. He was just hired a couple hours ago on Tuesday, um, which is when we're recording, as uh, Stephen said. So uh, he's going to be coming. He also has worked at different schools like Tennessee, uh, various different uh, positions. So uh, they've got somebody from the Power Five. You know, they got somebody who has had experience here. I, I can't pretend like I'm going to tell you exactly what a strength and conditioning coach is going to change. Um, the strength just make sure and they can... conditioning would be my guess. Well, I'm just hoping that they can make it through the whole game without collapsing. I think if you do that, you know, you're you're doing your job. So, um, Let you me, know, good. I'm glad that he's here. I'm going to use that before you give uh, the other uh, little tidbit that I think is at this point of our recording is rumor. We'll see if it turns to be true. But before you get to that, I'm going to take that comment about strength and conditioning. If you guys haven't watched it or listened to it or read about it, you need to listen to the rest of this show, of course. We love having you on board. But uh, I wanted to uh, encourage everybody to go find the Brent Key uh, introductory press conference. Uh, you can listen to you can listen to President Cabrera and and Jay Bat. Uh, they're about the first twelve minutes. But listen to Brent because he makes a big strong point about physicality, about getting stronger, and and about improving uh, people. I've been I said the whole time we were searching, I wanted a tech man, Brent Key was a tech man up there in in the things he said tech alum and tech fans who've been fans and alum for a long time are like yes he he understands the language that we have to speak in order to be successful so it was a very good press conference go check it out absolutely absolutely you have one other coaching news you wanted to mention about was the offensive coordinator potentially or oh yeah um, sorry, I spaced there for a second. Um, so, yes, Chip Long uh, was fired from the Office of Coordinator position. The rumor and innuendo out on the street is that quarterbacks coach Chris Winky, how do you say his last name? I've never actually Winky, Winky. Winky, okay. Chris, Chris Winky is going to be promoted. The rumor, actually, according to um, the guys on 99 in the game, uh, they did a conversation with um, Joe Alexander after the Georgia game, and they, he, they made the claim that, according to their sources, Winky was actually calling the plays those last two games against UNC and UGA. So they key may have already started the transition. Uh, it might be why Winky is considered the favorite because he was already calling the games. And, you know, the offense didn't look great those games, but the offense was a lot more effective than it had been. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously call um, key has been very 
um, a non-committal. Oh, we're going to make sure we hire the right guy. We're doing our due diligence. He's not going to tell anybody what he's going to do. So we got to wait for them to eventually come to us. He actually said in his press conference, uh, he quoted Bill Walsh, hire slow, fire fast. So he's he's going to take his time and and get who he wants. Uh, one other shout out to the football team. I believe you mentioned it. I believe you talked about it after in our last pot, uh, last broadcast. But uh, Ace Ely and Charlie Thomas uh, recognized uh, with conference awards. Uh, and also one of our freshmen, uh, Powell Lee, uh, I believe oh, yes, sir. freshman All-American type honors. Yes, indeed. He he did he did win that honor. Yeah. So so shout out to the football team. Uh, you know, let's let's take recognition where we can get it. Uh, so we'll talk more about the transfers, uh, transfer portal, and uh, and recruiting class and incoming freshmen uh, at the end of the show. Uh, let's transition quickly to basketball, both men's and women's. I will start by talking about the women's basketball team. Joshua, the Lady Jackets basketball team, is on a four-game winning streak. There we go. We like winning streaks around here. Uh, let's let's talk to our staff and let's get some really good, you know, crowd noise. Let's get some sounders. <sighs> you know, by the way, there is no staff. I just, if you haven't figured it out yet, right? We, you know. Get get the staff on that. Get the interns on that, Joshua. Will you please? Um, so uh, we've won four games in a row, uh, starting at uh, the Gulf Coast Showcase uh, back this last weekend. We defeated Air Force sixty five fifty nine. We defeated Belmont fifty eight fifty two, and then we kept the party going by uh, winning at Michigan State sixty six sixty three. And at Belmont, 59-55. Now you went, wait a minute, Stephen, you already mentioned Belmont. One of those very unique situations where Belmont was at the Gulf Coast Showcase and they paired off against each other and they already had them on the schedule. So they got to play Belmont twice in a week, beat them twice. So they've got one more tune-up game uh, this Sunday, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this Sunday uh, against Central Michigan. Then they will start ACC play uh, the following week. So kind of going into their break, seven and two winners of four straight kudos to the lady jackets. You say rebuilding year. I say, Ooh, interesting. Let's see how they do. Absolutely. You never know until they play the game, right? That is why they line them up on the court every night. Talking about the men's t- uh, team, we didn't get a full chance to cover the Iowa game. Um, it wasn't exactly pretty as you would imagine. Iowa is a nationally ranked team right and right now i believe they're back up to 25 um chris murray obviously the twin brother of keegan murray in the nba 31 points and 20 rebounds um pretty much outplayed georgia tech by himself uh tech did kind of have a nice soft pillow to land on friday against northeastern we're able to take the win in that one 81 to 63 um biggest best performers jalen moore had 16 points but you know, 10 of those came on free throws, also added three blocks to his total. Miles Kelly had 16 points on five of nine shooting, also shot four of five from three, which was impressive. And then Lance Terry had 11 off the bench. And Rodney, Rodney made an appearance, 12 minutes, 12 points. Maybe the message is getting across, or maybe Northeastern was just too small. Who's to be the judge? So uh, we need to we need to shout out Rodney a little bit. We we gave him a little bit of a hard time. Or did, we didn't give him a hard time. We just said he needed to show up. Uh, it was mentioned on that broadcast. Rodney uh, have missed at least one. I, like I don't think he went to Iowa 
with the team. They they said it was personal reasons. So um, that was on the broadcast. So I, I don't know anything about it. I haven't read anything about it. So let's see if Rodney can can start to uh, to to contribute more. But you you forget to mention one uh, little byline from that uh, Northeastern game. Our boy Kirill got on the court. Wow, that's your boy. Yet again, okay, my boy Kirill, Kirill Markinov made an appearance, had a couple rebounds, and I believe he had a bucket. So he now has four points on the season. This is my taco fall of the Yellow Jackets this year. But I'm it's telling you, uh, we'll see. But he's he's got some he he's got he's got some width to him. Um, also making some appearance, Jordan Mecca has now appeared in the last couple games. So he is he's getting some minutes. So he's we no are uh, missing. Huh? He's no longer missing an action. I thought yeah. he was MIA. I was gonna yeah. send out a search party for him. So we are recording this before the uh before the UGA game. They play at McCamish uh tonight. We'll we'll talk about it on the next game, next podcast, I'm sure. I you you guys that have been listening to this podcast, if you ha- it's very obvious I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can be about this team. I I texted Joshua during the it might have been during the Iowa game, but I, I basically was like, look, this team is 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 starting to take shape. And the shape they're starting to take is that if we play badly, we might not win any game in which we play badly. Okay. We're, we're we might lose every game where we don't play well. We give up too many rebounds, we don't play defense or we shoot poorly, there's a good chance we will probably lose any of those games. Which, by the way, if you've been here from Passner's beginning, that real, I mean, it wasn't just we'd lose. We, it was guaranteed we'd lose. If we played badly, we were going to get slaughtered when we first started, okay? But I hope anyone who's paying any attention to this game, the young players on this team, we got some talent. Jalen Moore, um, and, uh, of course, Debo, and then, uh, who else am I thinking of? Uh, Miles Kelly, those three sophomores, they are, they are starting to play and they're starting to show how much skill they have. You add that with our, our older players. Javon is looking like a great transfer If Lance Terry can find the shooting stroke and, and help us. And Sturdivant can be a steady hand. And Davon can can continue to develop as a junior. That 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 leadership with Rodney and and you know and then Mecca's going to give us five fouls. Rodney's going to give us five fouls. So we've got some. We can body up some people if needed. But if we play well, it's going to be great defense. And if we can shoot well, look out. But we are who we are. And if you don't recognize that this is potentially a maybe overachieve and get to the middle of the ACC, but Definitely not stay out of the cellar and start building for future for the next couple years because blues coming next year. And you like to joke about Kirill, but I've seen, you know, if Fred can Fred's can develop and be a shooter and Kirill's got some some strength to him, not the worst, again, not the worst recruiting class when you didn't think you were gonna get anybody. So our young guys are starting to show up. And by the way, my other guy who I love is I always know when Tristan Maxwell's in the game because within 45 seconds he's going to take a shot. That guy rarely do those shots go in. Well, but you gotta like him. And and he's starting to unlike other people who were good shooters, he he's actually playing some defense. So 
any rebuttal oh, I, to my optimism of the basketball team? Well, so I mean, you're you're a Cyril guy because Carol, I'm not Carol, Carol, Carol. You're a Carol guy. I don't know where that comes from. I'm more of a Fred Paul guy personally myself. I like the scrawny white shooters. They make me they make me hopeful for certain for certain people because I think anybody can do it if they can make it in the ACC. I have a theory of why that's your guy. Why is that my? Why do because you because he my has guy? two things that you really want? Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, um, I mean, it is what it is. The fact, I mean, we said before the season, as long as Tech wasn't last, it was they you, you exceeded everybody's ex- expectations. Right now, Louisville looks horrible. So yeah, you know, being better than them, it sh- it should happen, it- but. Well, and and after this UGA game, we're going to play, I think, Alabama State. But listen, the start of the ACC we play, schedule. We play UNC, and then we play Alabama State. Okay. And so, UNC's lost four straight. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so you start your ACC schedule with North Carolina, Clemson, and Virginia, okay? And good luck. So it, it's it, we're starting with, with some of the best, if not the best. Uh, and we will we will see, and again, I'm seeing some improvement, but everybody's got to be patient because we're going to have some bad games. There's no question about that. But I just want to see if this team can continue to improve because the best passenger teams so far have been teams that nobody wants to play. Uh, and mm-hmm. a few years ago, there was a UGA UVA game or Georgia Tech UVA game that I watched that was so beautiful because it was so ugly and defensive. It was just a beautiful, beautiful game played so well. And and if we can, you know, we, we're gonna have trouble rebounding, but it, but they're clearly gonna pack them all in and then you know pack everybody in, try and get rebounds and and then run. So anyway, okay, enough basketball. Uh, thank you guys very much for the news. Before we get into the chunk, Joshua, I want to remind everybody that uh, we are developing a, a nice little core group of of fans who are reaching out to us. Uh, who are yes. listening, listening to 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 us ramble yes. on and on as They're a wreck of a podcast? They're telling me that I'm wrong. I'm wrong. So, Lewis, I want to say that I heard you. All right, and I wanted to let everybody know what you said, so that it's made aware that I think I did make a slip of the tongue. So, Lewis had emailed us um, a couple episodes ago, and we were talking about our favorite tech players of all time. He gave us our his favorite players. We got to talk about that. On he emailed us after last episode and said he listened to the football season review episode. And um, let me, I got to make sure I, I read it again. He so he lives in Athens. He's married to a Georgia alum. And there was almost no tech fans and neither of his son cares about football. So we're apparently his safe haven. So, you know, we're, <laughs> we're a safe we're space. You know, we're here for you and we will always be here for you. But he calls me out. And he said, I, I said on the episode, it's been a good year. We were talking about how five wins would have been an improvement over the past three. And he said, it has been an improvement, but it has not been a good year. All those years when we went to crappy low-tier bowls were not good years either. I would have loved to see Tech play in the Emerald Bowl this year, but my standard for good year is higher. And then he goes into it. He talks about how um, what he thinks the Tech program should be. Any five-year stretch, we should go to a bowl five times, win 10-plus games once, beat Georgia two of those five, and play in the ACC championship game once. Um, I'll push back a little bit on that. I don't necessarily know that that's realistic in the modern era of college football because 
Georgia Tech's in the ACC. We're significantly behind the SEC and Big Ten in terms of money being brought in and money committed to the football program. But maybe every five years, if we're in the conversation for an ACC championship game and we go to a bowl, maybe I would say a bowl five times. I think six and six should be the floor for a program like Georgia Tech. But ten plus beating Georgia two of those five is, is frankly, to me, a pipe dream because they're the dynasty now. Right. It's like saying we should beat Alabama two out of five times. If you had said that five years ago, you would have been laughed out of the room. So thank you for the feedback. You're right. Five wins is not a good year. I'm with you on that. My expectations were lowered by Jeff Collins. I'll admit to that. But I think your expectations are just a little outsized. Well, leave it to a leave it to a tech fan or alum at whatever Lewis is. Uh, to give us a mathematical formula for what he considers. You have to be able to quantify it. And <laughs> I, I, I value that. I do it's value like, that. I think it's that's like great. if A, then B, and C, and D, then, yeah. then all those things equal success. Um, I, so I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a philosopher. I, I, took, uh, I, I took history at Tech. So, you know, I, I'm already eclectic third, and weird. Third graduate in the program's history, correct? <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, so Ivan Allen rocks, uh, you know, rocks it out and he's the man. I, I, it's, it's hard, I, I think, with what is happening in college football with NIL and Transfer Portal, I think the game is changing before our eyes. So I think to say, okay, in five years you got to do this, 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 and this – Every single year is going to be so different from the year before. Okay. What I want to see is a program built. Paul Johnson built a program. George O'Leary built a program. Bill Curry built a program. Bobby Ross was in the midst of building building a program when he but left so early because he got he took his career job of going to the NFL. So you've got to build something and that takes time. And to me, and Brent Key actually said this in his in his press conference that he is, a, you know, he's not results oriented. He's about building something, and the results will come. So, you know, again, Paul beat Georgia three times. You know, George O'Leary beat him three times. Beat Georgia three times. Bill Curry beat him twice. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. But. We don't have a huge history. It's not the 60s with Bobby Dodd. I'm sorry. I want to beat Georgia every year. And if you're going to do that, you have to build a program. And our program is going to be different from other people's programs. That doesn't mean we can't succeed. And success is building a strong program where your team can compete year in, year out. And I will say it till the day I die. Paul Johnson gave you a chance in every season and in every game Sometimes, some years a lot better than others, and it was through his system, and it was through discipline, and it was through how he built his team. That's what I want to see. That will be success. Is it going to happen next year? I don't know, but I'm going to be excited to watch, and I'm a heck of a lot more excited about this guy and what he's building than above the line, below the line, and 404 and stupid what songs are playing in practice. Yeah. Focused on all the wrong things. Yeah. Okay. We can talk but about Lewis, what Brinkley is focused on. Lewis, thanks for listening and thanks for checking. Absolutely. Out. So we appreciate we, your feedback. We appreciate absolutely. Your feedback. Speaking of that, how do people get in touch with the show? We'll remind them at the end of the show, but let's remind them before we get into the show. Apparently, email is the way to go. So just go ahead and email me at Joshua Julian twenty six. Julian is spelled J U L I A N. Joshua Julian twenty six at outlook dot com. The easiest way to get in touch with me. 
Fantastic. And we're, we've got our interns and our staff working on on uh, websites. Yeah, and all they're going to sort they sort through the mail. They yeah. alphabetize it for me when I come into the office every day. I've got a little spreadsheet that I can just read through. Love it. OK, so uh, we were talking about, hey, what do we want to do for the big part of the show? What we like to call the chunk. And uh, we said based on that, we talked about the hiring last week and not quite into ACC basketball yet. So so where can we. Uh, and and we've done a couple predictions and look ahead. So we thought let's do a way too early, right as it open. Let's talk about the transfer portal and and kind of pair that with the recruiting class as it stands today. So Joshua, this is by far your uh, your baby. This is your realm of expertise uh, and what you do a lot more than me. Uh, so I'm going to get out of your way, turn the chair over. I might uh, I might have some questions. Uh, I might try to speak for Lewis and other fans who listen to the show. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best in that role, but let me just turn the mic over to you. This is, is going to be less analysis and more of, like I said, my goal is to throw as many names at you as possible. So first of all, Georgia Tech players in the portal, specifically who is set to leave right now. So um, Katavian Franks, we mentioned, I mentioned on the last episode, was in the portal. He came out and clarified and said he was not transferring. He was going to stay at Georgia Tech. So his name comes out of the portal. Um, Demetrius Knight is still in the portal. He's a linebacker. Uh, he's got two more years of eligibility left. Didn't play a ton for Tech, probably why he's transferring. Um, the other one is wide receiver Kalani Norris. He's a new name that I saw that kind of snuck his way in there. Um, again, same thing. He didn't really play a lot. Uh, we know about Jeff Sims. We know about Ryan King. So far, the only real new one is um, interior off offensive guard R.J. Adams, which is an interesting one because he transferred into Georgia Tech last year from Kentucky. So he's going to be on his third program in three years. If he does actually go through with this, makes you wonder. He didn't play at all for the Jackets last year. Um, you know, out of all the – Tech had a ton of offensive linemen, and even with some injuries, he never got on the field. So he might be looking for yet another step down from the SEC to the ACC, Conference USA next, who knows. Um, interesting tidbit on Nate McCollum. He's kind of the big name that's transferring outside of Jeff Sims. We kind of knew Sims was transferring, though. Um, according to, I think it was 24-7 Sports, Nate McCollum's paperwork currently hasn't gone all the way through. So he's not on the official portal database just yet. Now, this could be something very, very small and clerical. Um, who really knows? I'd be willing to bet he's already gotten 15 offers because you're not supposed to contact players before the portal opens, but it's similar to how you weren't supposed to pay recruits back in the day. It happens. You know, they, everybody finds ways to subvert the rules. So I'm assuming he's gotten a few people reach, that have reached out to him. But as of now, officially, he is not in the portal. But he still plans on in, in, in getting into it is the big one. So – um, recruiting wise, Georgia Tech did have some movement in their class. They gained one player in Nico Dowdell, who is a safety from Loganville High School. He's not a nationally nationally ranked player, doesn't even have any stars attached to his name. Um, seems like one of those potential diamond in the rough guys that um, we've had a few of, kind of similar to PJ Wilkins from a show or two ago. Um, just kind of bring him in, see what happens. Looks like he's a good athlete. Tech did also lose two commits, unfortunately. They lost L.J. Green, who was the cornerback from Montgomery Catholic Prep in Alabama. Um, he was a top 115 cornerback um, in the class. Not He's 6'1", 170, had some, some good measurables, but you know, wasn't necessarily the highest of regarded players. But, I mean, he is a corner. Uh, 
potential biggest reason Tech's not going to lose a lot of corners this year. Uh, the other one was Elijah Douglas, 6'3", 280-pound D lineman out of Pensacola, Florida, Pine Forest High School. Uh, he was the number 128 defensive lineman, so they both decommitted um, within the last week. Uh, obviously, recruitment's still open. They can still come back. We wish them nothing but the best. Um, um, in terms of the recruiting front, 24-7 Sports likes to do their little like warm or crystal ball projections Right. right. And so when they know that a prospect has interest uh, as of now, according to the way their database, there's four other prospects that have warm interest in Georgia Tech and could eventually um, commit. Uh, Colson Brown is a quarterback from South Carolina. He's unranked, uh, but he has some interest. I believe at one point he did tweet out and saying that he did commit. I think he eventually deleted that tweet. And kind of reopened. Um, che Ojerikre who is from Alpharetta, Georgia. He's a um, 6'2", 180-pound athlete. He is considered warm for Georgia Tech. He's unranked. And then Marcus Strong is a D lineman from Lake Butler, Florida. He is considered it. The other one, this one's interesting, is Nyreek Sharp at Stockbridge. Um, he's been considered a Georgia Tech lean for the longest time, but he's also delayed his official commitment like twice. And then recently he just said his commitment's 100% open. So I'm not 100% sure what's going on on that front. Um, he could be just trying to make sure he makes the right decision. He doesn't want to rush it. Or he soured on the tech message. Or he realized he's not going to play a lot because he has a cornerback. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, and, and you know, as much as we like the Brent Key hiring, a lot of the other assistants are now being released, right? Brent's putting his staff together. So some of these guys who got recruited by certain people, those people might not be there. Running backs, coach, things like that. So uh, a- according to uh, jacketsonline.com, Georgia Tech Rivals, uh, the Rivals website, I'm seeing the class of 2023 standing as 14 uh, that are kind of, they've got listed as have, have committed to Tech. 15. Okay. Uh, you've mentioned this in past episodes. Uh, there are, I'm seeing five offensive linemen. Uh, I am seeing a, a defensive end, uh, a defensive tackle, uh, and you know, and then some defensive backs and wide receivers, but five offensive linemen. Um, that's, that'll be interesting. Cause tech's got 12 coming back yeah. from this previous season. So, so, so they're clearly, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe some of them can can go over to the D line. Uh, we are losing a couple of D linemen. Uh, pretty pretty, uh, you know, graduation things like that. Uh, so we'll see how this recruiting class takes shape uh, over the coming weeks uh, as as we get from early commit to uh, pure signing day things like that. I wanted to ask you, and you covered the transfers who are heading out. I wanted to ask you. Uh, I, I think I texted you. I'll I'll start. Because it's way too early to predict where kids are going to – where these transfers are going to land. I'm not going to ask for specific names except for a couple of things. First of all, uh, I saw somewhere five offensive linemen from Alabama, including a five-star and another who has started multiple games, are entering the portal. Any chance that Brent Case uh, uh, ties with with uh, Alabama get us one of those linemen? Is that is that a pipe dream? Well, specifically for that that five star you were talking about, um, he was the number two overall recruit in 2021, and he was gone from Alabama by that time. He was at Tech, so the connection isn't necessarily there. If there is an older guy, I do. I did think I I read on 24/7 they wrote an article about how the transfer portal is going to kind of affect this Tech roster next year. 
Um, I'm sh- I know Key probably has he has a list. They said he's got several offensive linemen on there that they want to reach out to in the transfer portal. Um, it's important to remember one, it's like the first day and a half, and I think there's right. over 600 names in there. So text still figuring out who's going to be in there. And the other important thing to remember is the portal does open again, I believe in May. Um, So there will be two opportunities to grab kids out of the portal. Um, I haven't seen tech connected to any specific offensive linemen. I've seen them connected to a few different, uh, like different other players that are transferring from different positions. Um, If you want to hear them. Go for it. Uh, so the big one is Naquan Wright, who is a former four-star running back from the University of Florida. Uh, he will be a redshirt junior. Um, he ran for 190 yards last season, two touchdowns on 47 attempts, uh, was caught in a ro- rotation with a few other guys that were ahead of him. Um, he, it was reported the moment he hit the transfer portal that he was leaning towards Tech. Bryce Kuhn said that the, the team hasn't officially reached out to him yet, but officially also means – they haven't, you know, called him, but I, like I said, it, it's college football. It's like an open secret that everything is under the table. Um, the other ones are Jerron Willis, who was actually a former Tech commit in the 2021 class, or 2020 class, who flipped the Ole Miss. Um, he didn't play – actually, no, it was the 2021 class because he's a rising sophomore. Sorry, math didn't work in my head. He didn't play at all last year um, at Ole Miss, so he's entered the trans- – the rumor – he's going to enter the transfer portal – um, and apparently he's been commenting under a few, under a few Georgia tech players, twit tweets and saying, just wait various different, you know, cryptic stuff. So he could be on the way. The other two that are mentioned are Mumu bin Wahad, who is a West Virginia defensive back. Uh, he was originally offered by the jackets. He's going to have four years of eligibility when he transfers and Clemson receiver EJ Williams are the other two names that 24 seven sports names. I like it. Well done. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to wrap up this little thing. Uh, and, and before you have any other pontification about, uh, uh, about, uh, doing what everybody loves to talk about, which is the, the sexy positions. So the quarterback, oh. I find it interesting that along with Jeff Sims, uh, there are a couple other ACC quarterbacks that entered the portal. Uh, the the most famous, or I guess you know some of the big names, the biggest name, DJ uh, Ugalele, uh, yeah. is entering the portal, as well as the one that intrigued me was Brennan Armstrong out of UVA. Oh, there's so many that intrigued me. I have a whole, I have like five lines of quarterbacks that intrigued me. Devin Leary from NC State in, entered the transfer portal. I think he's going to be a grad student. Hudson Card from Texas would be insane because. Every time he's gotten a chance to play, he's been great. He just is playing behind Quinn Ewers, who was like the number one recruit. So he's not bad. There's just someone in front of him that's better. Uh, Luke Altmeyer from Old Miss was a former starter. Kyron Drones from Baylor. Austin Reed from Western Kentucky is my personal favorite dark horse. I have personal ties to him. I watched him dice up my college program, Valdosta State, because he actually played at West Florida, transferred into West Western Kentucky, and then threw for like 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. And now he's back in the transfer portal again. So the dude's a, a talent. Um, Brett, Brett, Brett Gabbert from Maryland. Brennan Armstrong from Virginia, I think, is very intriguing. Just since he diced up Georgia Tech every time we played him. Uh, Haynes King from Texas A&M is one that I saw that could be interesting. And then Zach Calzada from Auburn. Although this would just like so, R.J. Adams. It would be his third program. So you gave a bunch of lines. Is there any chance any of those quarterbacks come to Tech? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, there's definitely a chance. I mean, Tyson Fomishan came to Tech, right? I mean, 
there's also some guys from like lower level programs that might want to come up to tech similar to Zach Gibson did. I mean, tech's going to have a quarterback spot open on the roster unless they elevate um, their fifth string from this past season. We saw this year having four quarterbacks ready to play can be, you know, invaluable, especially if the offensive line doesn't improve. So, so and you might want to bring in, you might want to bring in competition for Pyron. Um, you don't want to necessarily sit tidy with, well, Zach Gibson was good enough against UNC. <laughs> well, Zach Gibson was good enough because the defense clamped up in the second half. Right. And he did enough. Right. Right. I, so, I think, I think the offense the whole year showed that we could upgrade quarterback uh yeah, from and, from anyone now pyron was a true freshman so yeah. that was uh, but you you got to give him something to work against because you know right. sims came in as the true freshman starter and he never did anything so you want to make sure that there's there's something there to push him yeah all right um any other uh any other transfer or recruiting news that that uh you, you, do you want to make any wild and crazy predictions of Give us a, you gave us a couple names, but is there anything you want to pound on the, on like the third day of the transfer portal being open? (laughs) There's nobody specific. Like I said, there's 700 names, 600 names in the portal. I can't get through every single one. I know there's a ton from Georgia, a ton from Atlanta. Um, If you have the spot open, it's great to bring kids like that back. A chance to plan for another family, be closer to home. And, you know, especially with like linebackers. Right. We're losing our two best linebackers. And I think there's only one on the roster I'd be comfortable with starting. So really work the portal for that. Um, And we saw last year bringing in guys from power, like top tier programs that haven't gotten the chances to play can be really, you know, impactful. So guys like KJ Wallace, Tyson Fomachon, Pierce Quick, um, those guys kind of came in from big time programs and they got to play and they weren't they were they were relatively good to have. And and uh, and and Passner shows this in basketball. He he's he's made a he's made a living at kids from Georgia who go elsewhere, and he brings them back in the transfer yeah, portal exactly. so they can play. Near, I mean, Sturdivant and Davon Smith and Rodney Howard the, and and Lance Terry. I mean, they're all they all go to different colleges and they come back uh, and play here. So there's there's yeah. there's no question that is that is a smart strategy and. You know, and and by the way, this is this is only what the the third year or whatever we've had the transfer portal. I mean, this is the new reality. You you can you want to recruit and you want people to stay in your program, but we're we're at six hundred, seven hundred, and everybody gets one free transfer where they can immediately play. Um, and so you're gonna have you know hundreds and and up to thousand or more players. So our recruiting class is the upcoming freshmen. And then can we get five or six or 10 transfers uh, to come in? And Brent Key said it in his press conference. Again, go watch the press conference. The number one thing is to raise the competition at every level. Get everybody on the roster now improving Mm -hmm. and then bring in people who will also keep improving and improve the team. And it's also important to know, just as kind of like my last thought here, um, tech more likely than not is not going to bring in a ton of transfers this year because they brought in a ton last year because they had a decent amount of people graduating and they had a bunch of their own players enter the portal. Yeah. So they had a lot of spots to fill this year. As of now, there's only the six guys in the portal and you've got the other five to six that are graduating. So there's only 12 spots 
realistically to fill. And with the recruiting class, you know, obviously some most of those guys are probably going to redshirt, but you're not going to have a ton of spots opened up. So if Tech only brings in, you know, six or seven and 24-7 sports says their transfer class is like 75th, don't freak out. It's <laughs> it's okay. Normally the guys at the top of the rankings are the ones that are having the most turnover. Right. Right. Like right. Colorado, I can promise you, Colorado is going to be number one in the transfer portal rankings. Why is that? One, their team sucks, so they need a whole lot more better players. And two, Deion Sanders has already told half the roster, you might as well just go ahead and kick rocks. He told and the I whole got, roster. I got guys he, coming in. He can't, so, so go watch the introduction of Brent Key to the team, and then go watch Deion's introduction to the team where he goes, y'all better enter the portal. I mean, that's... Well, he said, he, he said listen, he, just be prepared. And I, I admire the honesty. He's sure. basically going, listen, I can find – and because if, if they need it, they were 1-11 last year. You can't walk in and be like, yeah, you were a talented group of kids. No, y'all suck. Y'all were horrible last year. So uh, I think we need to bring in some new blood. All right. I, I, I love Dion, but I hope that's the last time we bring him up on a Georgia Tech athletics podcast for a while. So If he wins at Colorado, all the fans are going to be like, we should have hired him. Well, they're already saying that, some of them, but – Anyway, all right. So, uh, I, I great, Joshua. Thank you very much for that. Uh, the transfer portal. I'm sure that'll be part of our news on an ongoing basis, as well as finishing up the recruiting class. So, uh, uh, just want to thank everybody for listening. Want to remind everybody uh, they can get uh, in touch with us through email. Joshua gave that earlier in the show. Uh, Joshua Julian twenty six at outlook.com. Uh, and Julian is J U L I A N. We want to thank you for listening. We want to tell you that uh, we will, uh, we will, as of yet, we don't have any sponsors. We don't have any interns. We don't have a staff. Uh, this is a labor of love. We enjoy being uh, tech fans and tech alum, and we want to bring this to you as best we can. Uh, the best way we can grow this show and continue to do this is to, uh, is for you to, uh, Lewis, if you're like Lewis and there are not many tech fans around, uh, maybe you need to expand your social network and find some tech fans and tell them about this silly little podcast that tries to keep you informed and also uh, have some fun talking about tech athletics. So tell your friends, uh, tell your neighbors, don't tell any uh, Georgia fans because they, they've got all their own stuff and they go vent and they go yell and they're unrealistic. Um, what you can tell your, uh, what you can do with your uh, UGA friends and family, if you have any, is you can ask them this very, very important question that we love to leave you with every single time we do a show. And that question is what, Joshua? What's, what, what, what is the good word? <laughs> <laughs>